Welcome to Murder, She Don't, the movie podcast where we watch horror films because he likes them. But she don't. But then we talk about them because she does like talking, and I guess I sometimes do. Today, we are going to discuss the 2020 film, The Empty Man, uh, directed and written by David Pryor, based on The Empty Man comic, by written by Colin Bunn, with art by Vanessa Del Rey. Yeah. Yes. Everything you said, true. Yep. And uh, before we get into the film and the recap review stuff, sensitivity sensitivity warning. <laughs> you have had so much I trouble know. remembering that word. Oh my god! It Let's is, see. It's more of a thriller, I think. Yeah, it's a psychological There's, kind yeah. of horror film. Yeah, um, there is a scene with some scissors. There is a scene with suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the beginning part. There's some gore, a little bit. They describe some really horrific stuff, too. But, I mean, overall, this is a pretty mild film. Yeah. There's a couple of jump scares that I was like, nope. (laughs) Would you recommend the movie? No. No, I would not. Nope. I have a hard time recommending it. I'm halfway through reading the comic it's based on, and I would recommend that more, and we will get into the reasons why. I haven't finished the comic, so it might have a bad ending, but so far, I prefer the comic. So the to get into all, the book is always better to get into the story. It starts off weirdly. It starts in 95 in uh, Tibet. It's a uh, Bhutan. Oh, I'm sorry. Bhutan. 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 But it's very much like Tibetan mountains. Yes. And... Yeah, it's in the Himalayas. It's... Yes. Um, and they. There go, are these four people hiking. They go hiking and they pass some monks, monks and stuff and, and kind of gives you an idea of where they are and. There's these three bells, and everybody rings, like, spins the first bell, but then, like, the last person, and I don't even remember who it is or if it has any significance, but they spun the second bell, and I'm yeah, like, I don't oh, know what does is. that mean? I don't know if it means anything, but these four people are hiking through the mountains. They just, they get to a spot, and one of them hears a noise. They're and like, nobody do you else hear can... that? Do you yeah. hear that? And... It's one of the dudes. There's yeah. two dudes, two girls. I don't remember their names. They're right. Not super two important. couples. Yeah. Yeah. And so he goes towards the noise, and I'm like, don't do that. Bitch, that's Fool. what you don't do. <laughs> anyway, so he's walking, he's walking, and they're like watching him walk, and then all of a sudden, boom, he disappears into a crevice. And I thought he had walked off a cliff. Yeah. Because like, the, the way it was shot was like, you can see another cliff, but I was like, oh, no. Like. There was a cliff that we didn't see. Yeah. And they go there, and there's like a little crevice into and a cavern. They're calling down to him, but he's not answering. Right. And so the do- the other guy gets down there. And the sound is a whistling that you, the audience, can hear, kind of. And he gets down there, and he finds the friend in kind of a catatonic state, staring at this skeleton thing on the wall. But it's not, like, it's It's not bones. human. Yeah, it's not human. And it, it's humanoid. Yeah. It, it has a head. It has arms. It has a rib cage. I thought those were fingers. Well, there's a rib cage, but then there's hands like okay. touching. Anyway, so it, it's this human. Very large. Giant human that <laughs> is being held to the wall by something else. Yeah, it's like it's been stapled to the wall or something I, you can't see what's holding it it, but... it looks like it's been fossilized to the yes wall. it's a very cool looking thing like oh, it yeah. looks interesting as hell but scary as hell as well because you see the other guy's heads and it's 
a lot smaller than this one, but yeah. it doesn't look fabricated to look like it looks like a human skull just magnified by three four times this guy is like in a meditative position staring at this staring at it and going and he's like why why didn't you answer us dude we were calling for you are you okay or did you hit your head and but he also has a history of like mental illness we find out so he's like is this uh you Dude, break? you need to you need to get your shit together. Come on, let's go. And he's like, if you touch me, you will die. And he's like, what? And so he's like looking it's at It's a the... really tense little like, uh, do I touch him? Do I yeah. touch him? I mean, it's a creepy place. <laughs> Giant weird skeleton it's on the wall. It's a miracle that he fell down that crevice and didn't get injured. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that he fell down and wasn't screaming out, like, I broke my leg or whatever. That was concerning to them. They said they thought, oh, he hit his head. He's unconscious. We got to get down there. He broke his neck. Something's like something went wrong. It's all fucky. So mm-hmm. the fact that he finds him and he's just like meditating peacefully in front of this really creepy statue. Mm, it's off putting a little bit, a little bit. It's not just his mental illness. It's also the, the circumstance you find them in. Mm-hmm. So he hesitates and doesn't touch him. But then he does. And then he's like, <laughs> fuck it, we got to get out. Because the girls are like, are you okay? What's happening? So he gets them. They take him up. He is catatonic. He's not doing anything. Not really responding much to anybody. Not responding. His eyes are open. He's breathing. The other guy has to carry him. He's physically fine, but will not move. Will mm-hmm. not, you know, whatever. Doesn't respond. Um, and he's going, it's all in his head, blah, 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 blah. And there's a storm coming. A nor'wester. A nor'easter. Something. One of those. The Norse. And so a storm is blowing in. They're in the mountains. They have to find shelter. They're trying to get back down the mountain. But they find a house. But a nor- nor'easter is a storm along the east coast of North America. So, so it's not a nor'easter. They call it a nor'easter, but it's not a nor'easter. They do call it a nor'easter. Short for northeastern mm-hmm. storm. Anyway. So they, they find this hut kind of like. It's not a hut. It's a pretty nice it's, house. It's, it's a nice little, like, it's not a hut, but it's not, it's not it, a nice it's house. It's not a mansion. Yeah, it's it's for the mountains, it's fine. But it's not a shack either. Yeah. They and hole up in there. Yeah, they make soup. Yeah, the, and then um, the the big storm hits, and they're, like, kind of stuck there. And I think one and of his the... his girlfriend is, like, freaking out, and she finds a bone straw-looking mm-hmm. thing, and like, he's grasping f- for life in his hand and so she like takes it out of his hand and is like what is this and then puts her mouth on it (laughs) and i'm like cool that's your boyfriend but where did he pick that up at like you don't know how many centuries of germs are on that thing anyway so she whistles Mm -hmm. and it's the same whistle that he was hearing that called to him that made him fall down the crevice and started this whole domino effect so she whistled. The other two, the other couple are like, he'll be fine in the morning. I'm sure of it. He's just doing one of his things. And she's like, okay, but if he's not, we have to get him to a hospital. And he's like, it is seven miles to the mm-hmm. nearest road. Like, I can't carry him for that long. Can you? And he's just like, "There's, I, I understand your concern. I get it. But what I need you to understand is it's not feasible. Okay. I need you to keep your shit together because he's catatonic and I'm trying to, I, I get it. This sucks. So then in the morning, 
she wakes up and no she wakes up in the middle of the night and hears footsteps like she hears the door open and she hears footsteps so she gets up and she goes and checks on the other ones and they're asleep so no and her boyfriend was like passed out catatonic beside Mm. her so she's like okay what that was weird and goes back to sleep and we see her boyfriend like whispering in her ear don't we not yet not not yet yet, not yet so then (laughs) so then the next morning comes and he's no better and she's freaking out and they tell her okay well we're gonna go see if we can even see the hiking trail that we were following we'll be right back so they leave it is blizzard outside they suit up and everything and so she's like okay and she's puddling around and looking at him and is like meh and she looks out the window after a little bit and she sees what she thinks is them or somebody else that is there's only one figure Mm -hmm. and so she's like oh i need to ask them for help so she runs out in the snow in her socked feet I'm sorry, don't do this. If you're in a situation like this, don't do this. Your your feet are, are the first thing to go because your body is like, I got to keep the vital organs, which are in your torso, alive. Your blood supply just basically goes, fuck them feet, and you can lose your foot really easily to uh, frostbite. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she runs out. She's in a cardigan, jeans, and socks, and she's like, hey, help we need help over here can you help us and the closer she gets the more she realizes it's not a person or it's a person shape it's a person shape but it's not like yeah it's somebody wearing a weird mask or something cloak yeah yeah that like kind of shaking yeah and then like she takes a step forward and it takes a step forward and then she takes a step backward, and it takes a step backward. And so they're playing this, like, chess game. And so she takes two steps backwards. It takes two steps forward. And then she, like, turns and runs, and she hears the footsteps right behind her. And she's like, ah! She shuts the door. She locks it. And all of a sudden, it's the other couple, like, banging on the door, going, let us in. Open the door. What are you doing? And so she is like, is there anybody out there with you? No. We just saw you out here and like they open she opens the door and they come in and they're like, what is wrong with you? Then in the middle of the night, we see her boyfriend mm-hmm. whispering in her ear, floating above her and going above her ear. And then in the morning, he's gone. He's gone. He's missing. And so they go looking for him. And they're like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And they follow his footsteps and he's meditating at the beginning of this really creepy looking bridge that they crossed Mm -hmm. and it's and it was towards where he was in the crevice meditating to the creepy uh fossil whatever and so he's there meditating and the uh couple that saved them basically and the girlfriend come up and they're like what are you doing we gotta go Blah, blah 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 it's cleared up now it stopped snowing we can get you know you can walk this is great let's go and he's like he he makes eye contact with his girlfriend something like that yeah and she goes okay and she she pushes the other she stabbed two. them first oh yeah she pulls she out stabs a knife the dude and yeah. then slices the girl's throat and, and shoves them off the cliff just to add insult to injury before he she turns around and makes eye contact with the catatonic dude that is no longer catatonic and he's crying mm-hmm. and, and she, she steps falls. off and that's the opening of the movie 
Now, this is the first problem I have with this movie. None of this is important. No. Nope. None of this, this could have been covered in two minutes. It took us 10 minutes of talking about it <laughs> to get through it. This was the this good was part like of the movie. This was like 20 something minutes. But like, this was a good part of the movie. The movie is over two hours. Yes. And this is, this is too long. This, this is too long. This itself could have been two hours. Yeah, this this is the more interesting part of the story, but yeah. like it's too long. For the rest of the story to do what you want to do, this part is way too long. But then we get to the actual story part. There you go. In 2018. We're in Missouri. There's a former detective named James LaSombra. He works at a security place. His wife and son had died the year before in a car accident. He's friends with a woman named Nora and Nora's daughter, Amanda, comes to visit him and is talking weird and he doesn't know her that well, but like he's like she's just kind of being strange. The next day she disappears. There's blood on the mirror and It says the empty man made me do it. She also has this weird black poster on the wall. And a flyer from the Something Institute. Apex Institute or something like that. Yeah. And so anyway, the mom's like, Hey, the police don't know much. You're a former cop. Can you help? And we're just like, You're just a neighbor. Why is he why does he care? I, I was so confused by this whole thing. Like, I missed the part where she called him a neighbor. There was a lot. Like, we needed to have turned it up in yeah. this section because it got really quiet after the to the, the Himalayas mm-hmm. section. And, um, yeah, I was like, okay, they're co-parenting. You know, this. she went to go visit her dad because her mom was pissing her off or whatever. She's a single mom, blah, 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 whatever. Totally thought. He was her dad. Nope, just nope, a neighbor. Just a neighbor. Just a neighbor. And I was like, Because she does mention that her dad died like a year or two before this. So anyway, he starts investigating, runs into some friends of hers who are like, yeah, you know, we did this empty man thing. This ritual where you go out onto a bridge and you blow inside of a bottle and if think about the empty man. at night and you find a bottle and you blow think, into it. While you th- think about the empty man and you blow into the bottle and whistle, you will call to him. Mm-hmm. You will hear him come to you the first night. You will see him come towards you the second night. Or you you will see You'll him, hear the, him second the first night. Yeah, the first night. See him the second night. And he and will then... find you the third night. Yeah. So that's the... <laughs> so anyway, they were hanging out on a bridge like you do. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And um, they found a bottle. Yeah, and, and so they all do you. it. It's kind of like the Bloody Mary thing. Like it's an urban legend that turns itself into... Mm-hmm what this is and there's like six of them who do it there, there's a bunch of them yeah there's a bunch and so he's talking to one of her friends who had done it and she also mentions like yeah and then later at the mall i saw amanda whispering in one of the boy's ears or something just kind of creepy like he goes to the bridge where they did the ritual thing and finds like in this hidden corridor there the the all six uh, or no all of them except for the one he had talked to yes hanging from the those like under rafters Mm -hmm. so we see all the ambulances come in and he's kind of like hanging out on the back of it and like the back of the ambulance like with the blanket Mm because i mean that's traumatizing to find teenagers hanging themselves it's mm, i didn't like that part anyway uh, so he starts investigating that institute. The It's the Pontifex Institute. That's what it is, yes. And he's starting, because it's like a cult thing, and it, it originates in Bhutan. And he starts, like, it's, it's weird and kind of hard to piece together, like, the way the story unfolds. Because it's slow, 
and yes. weird. But he talks to the cult leader, played by Stephen Root, who I don't know if they ever actually said the character's name. And he's kind of, I kind of like him in this role. Like, he, Stephen Root makes a good cult leader. Yeah. Um, another big problem I have with this movie is the guy who plays the main role is kind of boring. Yeah. Um, he, There's not much to hang your hat on with him. I just, I wish he was a more interesting character. There might be a reason for that. Anyway, and we'll get into that when we get to that part. So this this cult leader guy talks about the empty man and kind of tells James, like, hey, this is, like, they, like he will provide or he will bless you or something as long as you kind of like spread his message or something. And the questionnaire when he goes to the cult is so weird. Like, do you ever feel an itch in, in your, your brain? brain. Yeah. And do you, uh, what was a couple other questions? Like, it was off the wall. Just strange. Very Scientology sounding stuff. Yeah. 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 And I think it, it you could draw a lot of parallels between Scientology oh, yeah. and this. Um, I think this movie is, because is, having read some of the book, of, like, yeah. it's, it's kind of like, Okay, we were going to make a movie about Scientology, and we'll just kind of wrap this comic yeah. book around and that we story. Will call it Scientology because we don't want them coming after yes. us. But it's he doesn't fill out the questionnaire. But the whole idea about the empty man from the cult leader is like we are all empty men, mm-hmm. and we all have this void that we need to fill, and we fill it with knowledge. And you, you know, they they're very egoist, like egocentric, and. You know, you, you have to do what's best for you, but doing what's best for everybody is what's best for you because blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, total manipulative bullshit. And they talk in circles, just like good cult leaders should. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's hard to get out of that circle once you, you buy into a little piece of it, and then you just get sucked in. So, that was a great depiction of that. Yeah, Stephen Root is really good at that. But... He's like, whatever, and he starts to leave. He's like, I don't know about all this, and he starts to leave, and he goes, well, hopefully you'll stick around longer than last time. He goes, this is the first time I've been here, and he's like, oh, okay. And, and you're already like, like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? So he, instead of leaving, goes down a corridor, yeah, finds like, like a group therapy, around. yeah, group therapy session, and they're like, we hear you, and they are all blowing into bottles, mm-hmm. and it's very creepy, and they're like chanting. And, and while they're chanting, though, somebody makes a noise underneath yeah. him, and he goes to try to look at who it is. But around that same time, all the lights come on, and he's discovered sneaking around. So the yeah. bodyguards throw him out, and he meets another... He's like, oh, hey, what's up? A cult member guy who... Uh, he calls him some name, but he runs into him a couple of times. Garrett. That's the kid's name. Garrett, he runs yeah. into. But he calls him some other name. I can't remember what it is, because he talks like a, a 60s... Like beatnik type kid, he's like, yeah. "What's up, Daddy O?" And and he's he's very much like against the cult. It seems like at first, yeah, it seems like he's yeah. like, "Well," but it turns out that he's kind of leading James on. Yeah, and so he, he it just oh it irks me because it's like the cult didn't get him, and then he's like, "Okay, but you know about the cult, but you're against the cult with the type of rhetoric he was using," mm-hmm. and so he trusted him. And started getting more information and getting more information. Well, it turns out that's just another manipulation tactic mm-hmm. to get, you know, you have to have recruitment of all styles. And this is, you know, right up his alley. So he starts befriending this kid. Kid, yeah. And he gets all of this information about there's a camp. And, you know, he asks about Amanda, the girl, because that's really what he's trying to investigate. He does, He could care less about this cult he just wants to get to amanda 
And he's like, oh, she's at the camp. This is before you, you graduate to the next level. I forget the terminology. But anyway, so he goes to the camp. And, and this he, is where things get. He goes there and nobody's crazy. there. Yeah. And so he starts going through the files because the doors are all open. And he finds a file on Amanda. He finds a file on himself, all her friends. And he's like, huh. But the file on himself is empty, right? Or it's like has red. very yeah. It's a different color and it's empty. And so he finds a videotape. Mm-hmm. He starts watching it. There's this guy that starts cutting his stomach open and then painting with his blood. Yeah. But it's on VHS, so it's very grainy. Yeah. And like he could choppy be, looking. Yeah. He could be painting with chocolate syrup for all you know. Poopy. Like poopy. He could be painting with poop. Yeah, he could be. Cutting his stomach open, mm-hmm. getting his Poo-poo intestines out, out and mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so he's there long enough that it gets dark, and he's investigating this camp, and he sees the cult out in the back with a big bonfire, and they're kind of marching around it, chanting, Chanting. and the fire is getting, like, crazy high, and then they all kind of stop and look his direction. (laughs) Well, they put the fire out. Like, he's mesmerized by the fire going up, and he kind of loses consciousness for a minute, and by the time he comes back, too, and is like... You know, he doesn't fall or anything, but... He's entranced. He's entranced, yeah. And by the time he looks down, they had already put the bonfire out. Mm -hmm. They got into formation, like army-style military lines for a cross and started marching at the same time towards... They had to go over this, like, river thing, and he sees all this and is creeped out by it and is like, oh, I missed how much time has passed i've missed so much they've already put the bonfire out so he starts stepping back slowly steps on a branch cracks it and then all of a sudden all of their heads turn towards him he goes fuck this and starts running which is the best part of the movie he's like nope fuck this (laughs) starts running they start chasing after him Uh, he gets away informs the police um, he's like, he goes to tell, uh, uh, what's her, the mom's name? Nora. Mm-hmm. But like, Hey, I think she's in a cult or whatever. You need You're to get not out. safe. Is there somewhere where you could stay for a couple of days? He takes her to a hotel and we kind of see through flashback, flashback that he had had an affair with her. He was having an affair with her the night his wife and child were in the car accident. Yeah. He had stayed with her to comfort her mm-hmm. because her husband died. Mm-hmm. And when his wife and son were driving home by themselves, since he was going to stay with his neighbor to comfort her, mm-hmm. when her husband just, there's just so many questions I have. So many. And so he, they get into a car accident and they. They die. They die. So he's, he's hallucinating at night. Like he, like he has a he has nightmare dreams, but like, type thing, but he's also walking dreams. around. After, when he wakes up, so, you know, he's having these weird events happening to him. He catches up with Garrett and beats the shit out of him and, like, mm-hmm. ties him up and is like, what the fuck is going on? What Garrett, was that camp? Yeah, Garrett tells him, oh, there's a guy in the hospital that is kind of like the transmitter for the empty man. Like, he's the one. That was after he followed them to the hospital. He follows them. Yeah, yeah, he does He does the go to the hospital and then he, add, like, I don't know, it, it comes out that. He knows about there like there's this guy, yeah. and like we know it's the guy from Bhutan. Like yes. they, they don't reveal it yet, I don't think, but it, like it's obviously the yeah. guy from Bhutan. He doesn't look like himself. He's it's twenty something years later, he's and he's still in a support. coma. Yeah, and he's dying. And so basically, um, they go get their information download from him and mm-hmm. then leave. 
he goes to the hospital. He finds Amanda in there, and she explains that the the guy um, from Tibet or not Tibet, Bhutan, is dying, and that they needed a new empty man, empty man, or a new person for the empty man to like get into the carrier. Yeah, uh, so it comes out that actually they created James. Mm-hmm. He is a vessel for who will like he will be the one who holds the empty man inside. He is only a meat suit. Every time there's a human who does it, it's always like 500 years between when empty man can in, inhabit a new body. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, we'll just make a new one for you. When this one dies, you'll go into this one. And so he's he's never existed. And all this stuff is like fake memories that were implanted by mm-hmm. because to hold the empty man, you have to have grief inside of you and depression. And yeah. And so they they made James, I, I guess, through the power of thought. Well, they made him in the group therapy session when they were all whistling and they were like, we hear you come to us. And then the the tapping of the. Yeah. When we, we flash back to see the. Like he's coming forward with all of this stuff in his his folder mm-hmm. and he looks up and he sees himself on the kind of bridge thing that he was standing on when he was discovered. And so he was born three days ago, mm-hmm. and they created this whole storyline. And I'm like, is Nora real then? Like, yes, because she does. The, he, she mentioned something about how she manipulated. Like, she thought it would be easier to manipulate James, the empty shell, into mm-hmm. if if he had an affair with her mother or something like that. That's right. And he calls her, and he's she's like, who is this? Yeah, because Nora doesn't know who he is. She's no. never met him before. Mm-mm. And so then he kind of freaks out murders the guy and like shoots him in the head and then gets the empty man inside of him walks out of the hospital room and people start bowing to him like all the nurses and doctors and yeah stuff. and yeah. that's the empty man and then credits what do you think empty man it pissed me off <laughs> it pissed me off this movie is too long this it is, movie way is too, too long. long it is i agree I would be more interested in the origin story if they flesh that out a little bit. Like, that would have been a great first mm-hmm. movie. Maybe give us a little more on the end of it. Like, what does the guy do? How is the guy found? How does he end up in a coma? Mm-hmm. Like, all of that shit. I want that story. I don't want James's story. I think the biggest problem with James's story is it's just James. Mm-hmm. And there needs to be somebody for him to talk to, mm-hmm. for someone for him to like bounce ideas off of. Because so much of the movie is just like traveling from place to place quietly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's and him waking up at three o three or whatever. Yeah, and... in the morning, and then seeing the creepy, empty man, Grim Reaper, shaky thing, yeah. shaky thing come towards him, and then disappear. Like yeah. it, there are some cool concepts in this movie. Oh God, yeah, but I just I don't think the story the story needed a, a dozen more passes. I think <laughs> I just I hate the concept of creating sorrow mm-hmm. just for the sake of creating sorrow. Like there has to be a reason for somebody to get their heart broken, and the fact that he that the memory of him losing his wife and his son, and then him being. Im- imbibed with the guilt of well i was fucking this other woman wow. while my wife and son were dying in a car accident like that just sucks and does that guilt and everything s- still exist when you get told that it's all fake you yeah. know what i mean is he still a- i don't know i don't know 
I don't I don't like it. It doesn't really explain why the kids had to die. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's so a why bunch did, of why did you hang Did they even die? Like Yeah. They would have died, right? I don't know. The the scissors scene has, in the sauna. He has memories of the girl Nora. That, yeah. The girl that he talked to and then like she mm-hmm. was the one that told him about the thing. She is seen later. She's not one of the ones that is hanging. Right. She, she later in the sauna, because she's a swimmer, mm-hmm. um, she gets, like, she has scissors. And starts her stabbing herself in her face, right? Yeah. And, like, the empty man joins her in the sauna with the scissors and is stabbing her. And then it blinks away, and it's her stabbing herself mm-hmm. in the face with the scissors. And, Yeah. So then James is brought in for questioning, and he's like, well, am I, is there a suspect? Like, what is happening? Like, I wasn't there. I was, you can ask your guys. I was telling them where the other kids were located, and I don't know. And it was just very strange why those kids had to die. Yeah. They never explained anything very well. And And I'm still not entirely 100% sure what the empty man does. Does? Is? Yeah, like... And that's that's fine. You can have. Like, why are you going to worship something that's just going to kill other people? You can have so like you don't get killed. Like unanswered stories and stuff about this, but it does. It those kind of things don't interest me. I want to know who yeah. everybody is and why. Like, I want a little bit more story with my. What was the one that we? Oh, uh, censor. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So censor left a lot open, mm-hmm. but. It left it open in a way that it was interesting to talk about with each other. Yes. So much so that we had to talk about it before the podcast, which mm-hmm. we never do. <laughs> Empty Man, I forgot the, the... We watched it before we left for a, a short couple of day vacation. Yeah. And it was hard to remember this movie. Like, yeah, we both had to read up on it. <laughs> it was... Ugh. Like, it's a pretty forgettable kind of... Yeah. It's and it's empty. It's a shame. It leaves me empty. It, is, it does leave one empty. Um, It's a shame because I've read about half the comic, and so far it's been pretty good one of the things the comic does is that it's a guy from the fbi investigating it with his partner so they have ideas to bounce off kind of oh my god but i haven't reached the end yet i don't know but like one of them starts getting infected with the empty man and she's like seeing stuff and yeah so i'm like wow that's kind of an interesting this is that is a much more interesting concept than like this movie reminds me of the ring but boring i have not seen the ring so the 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 uh, the way it's shot, the way it's kind of one person searching for answers, reminds me of The Ring. But The Ring, I thought, was much better done. And we'll do that one you eventually. Can, you can do the single person mm-hmm. if you have an inner monologue. An going. inner monologue would have helped a lot. And oh, he's yeah. a detective. That would have been great to have like yeah, a like a Dashiell Hammett kind of like she walked in and she had legs for my yeah, or, or at least something, noir, you know? Yeah. yeah, a more noir take on this would have been a much more interesting movie. I think is the comic in color. Yeah. Yeah. But dark. You know, it's a very dark. Put it in black and white, dude. It's a very dark thing, and it's it's a very different story because there's the two of them. Uh, there's like a monster that shows up in one scene that like kills somebody they're interviewing, and mm-hmm. so the empty man is a little more of a physical like, threat. Trying to think of the empty man, but with a a Sin City take on it, where it's that black could have and been white, more interesting, yeah. But with just pops of color to draw your attention to the important shit, I think I think that would have helped a lot. If there was another cut of this movie with thirty minutes out of it, oh god, it might be it, that might have helped it some. Yeah, but this was too long. And again, like the first part, give me more of that first part. Let me understand what I'm I'm watching. Or cut some of that first part out and cut some of the other stuff out. Like this yeah. is too long. It's just too cut. long. Just 
This movie needs scissors needed or another at movie. At least half an hour taken off of it, at yeah. least. But yeah, so menu for the empty man? <laughs> oh, he orders flan from a Mexican restaurant yeah, for his he birthday, does. even though it's not his birthday, but he has a coupon. It is his first day, so it's kind of it his is. birthday. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. And but I hate flan, so. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I can't really think of it. Like, serve empty bottles to blow in? I don't know. Yeah. Make sure you have a moonshine jug lying around. So he does drink like mm-hmm. a Corona or some sort of uh, beer at the Mexican restaurant. So you could have those and then blow in the bottles afterwards. There you go. And that's that's all I care to that's do it. for the empty man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's the empty man. Nobody's expecting to eat at the empty man. Um. So uh, what are we going to, what kind of scale do we want to grade this movie on? One to ten sauna scissor scenes. Sauna scissor scenes. I like the alliteration. Yes. The alliteration is fun. Um, I'm sure I sound like I'm a snake on the uh, on the mic, though. <laughs> oh, one to ten. <laughs> uh, one to ten uh, beating the shit out of Garrett while he's handcuffed. Whew. That, that, was, was... that was rough, man. Like... Mm. It was the point where you're like, I think this might be crossing a line. Like, I'm not sure I like James. I don't, you don't like Garrett either in that no, situation. No, no, no. Garrett's However. also a piece of shit, but. However. Uh, one to ten uh, fingers from that weird creature skeleton. Hmm. One to ten. I grew up in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, he does mention that a bunch. <laughs> a lot. I He's talking about like. There's this cult, I get it, like the weird hippy dippy cult shit. I grew, I grew up, up in, in San, San Francisco. Francisco. He says that three times in like ten minutes. And I think that's part of the like the but he doesn't have much personality. He reinforcing yeah, it. him reinforcing his being made. Yeah. Uh which fine like okay, but I don't know. I didn't enjoy it. Um one to ten And I think that's also Hold on, before we get that far. I think that's also why there's not much to hang your hat on. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. because he's literally just born. And so there's not... Like, he has his memories, but he doesn't have a personality. They forgot to download his personality, yo. <laughs> Who did star in this? Because I feel bad talking bad about yeah. him. But like, I mean, he's attractive enough. James Badge Dale. He was in The Departed. He was in Iron Man 3, but I, d- I don't remember anything he's ever been in. Mm-mm. One to ten empties mans? Em- empty mans? One to ten empty mans. Let's go. Sure. I don't know, man. Like, does a three sound okay? Three empty mans for the empty man? It's, I feel bad rating it that low because there's like the cinematography is pretty good and music's pretty fine, but I just... It was a pretty forgettable movie. I'm not excited to watch this movie. You know what? No. I'm going to give it a two. This is my first two I've ever given out. (laughs) It's a movie I don't want to watch again. I will watch it if somebody really wants to, but uh, I'm fine never watching this again. I feel bad about it. The the cast tries their best, but there's just not enough story here. They've been paid. Go read the comic instead. Go read the comic. And I know there's like a bunch of cult. uh, This has got kind of a cult following, but it's not for me. So, uh, two. Two empty mans. Yep. Yeah, so, what about you? I am... Hmm, I'm going to have to give this a one empty mans. Oh, man. Like, Mothman Prophecy is bad? I thought it was better than Mothman Prophecy. I didn't give Not Mothman much. a one. You didn't? I don't think I gave Mothman a one. Okay. It has Richard Gere in it. 
That at least deserves a two. Anyway, I don't hate it with the veracity that I hate Mandy. Mm. But it's... I'm with you. We never have to watch this movie ever again. I'm... It left me feeling empty. (laughs) And it makes me mad. Like... It just oh. there's a lot you want to like in it, right? Like yeah, like it's the like I said, the first part super interesting. Totally, I would totally buy into that movie. The rest of it just ruins it for me because he's a a, a created created yeah. for a purpose, and it's like when people have kids to save their marriage, or when people have kids thinking, oh well, they you know they're gonna be doctors and lawyers, and it's fine to want things for your kids, but not to control them, and he is basically created to control and i have so well, they much are moral... an evil cult so i know but i have i have so many so much moral uh, objection to this and the whole concept of this movie i just i don't like it <laughs> i you know we have two kids mm-hmm. but i tell them all the time you exist because there was too much love between your dad and i oh yeah shut up that's gross <laughs> Gross, but also accurate. I don't know. Um, but like, that's the Sorry, reason. Mom. <laughs> that's the reason you uh, you have kids is because you you have love that you would like to to share and you perpetuate. I mean, I I think we're past the point of perpetuating the human race by now. Mm. Like, it's not it's not a thing anymore. Like, we're overpopulated as it is in some places and most places. I don't know. But anyway, it's just the 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 whole concept of existing and bringing something into existence for the sheer purpose of torturing with these awful memories so that they can be a vessel. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, there's a lot of parallels between Scientology, but you can also tie in a lot of religion mm-hmm. to this. And I'm I'm religious. You're not. I I, I, I don't know. I don't like identifying as religious. I am Christian, but I don't have a church that I go to regularly or at all. (laughs) (laughs) My faith is something very personal to me. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of contradictions there. And it, it, mm, it makes me think about that. Like this is, I can look at this movie and say, well, of course I would object to that. But on a smaller scale, I can see parallels in my own religion that I'm like, uncomfortable. Well, I kind of object to that, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's definitely making me think and I don't like thinking. So <laughs> one, it, de- it makes me think, but not for the good reasons and not for the fun reasons like censor did. So a one. Yeah. I'd rather watch censor twice again than watch this again. Yeah. Uh, so that's the empty man. It left us empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you enjoyed but the episode. This, this episode didn't. <laughs> Uh, if you enjoyed the episode and we helped you avoid watching The Empty Man, you're welcome. And share us with your friends and family so they don't have to watch The Empty Man either. Correct. And uh, join us on uh, Facebook. Yeah. No, not Facebook. No. <laughs> join us. <laughs> I was join, like, yeah. <laughs> join us on uh, Twitter. At Murder She Don't One. And at, on Instagram. At Murder She Don't. And TikTok. We hardly ever post anything. We were not going to clog up your timeline. Just go follow us. Yeah. Boost our self-esteem. We are so bad at it. We social media. We need a social media manager. Yes, we do. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Empty Man, we need empty validation. Just give us the please. follow, please. 
Uh, and then I guess join us next week. Um, do you want to do anything in particular? Because there's one on Netflix that just came out that I'm really interested in doing called Blood Red Sky. Sure, we can do that. It's fine. I don't have any plans. Okay. Um, so yeah, join us. Uh, next I mean, week. I have tons of plans next week, but we'll 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 put it in That's for it. Blood Red Sky. And I think the following week should put us right around September, where we're gonna do Del Toro September. Is, <laughs> is that what we're doing? Yes. We might have one week. I can't remember. We we the, I think Blood Red Sky will be the week before. Del Toro. You're gonna make me watch Pan's Labyrinth again. Aren't I you? won't make you watch Pan's Labyrinth. Thank we'll God. do Crimson Peak. We'll do Blood Blade Two. We'll do Kronos because I haven't got to see that one yet. And we'll do Devil's Backbone, which is a great film. And I let him torture me like this in September because of my birthday. Because it's his birthday month, and we just did Demon Possession for your birthday, July for my birthday. So it's fine. <laughs> So join us next week for Blood Red Sky. And remember, I, I get, get it. it. I, I grew, grew up in San Francisco. Francisco. Hey, that was a pretty good on the first go. <laughs>